With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Showtime. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. up this morning looking for my shoes look behind the trunk found the hesitation blues lordy tell me how long lordy tell me how long will i have to wait will i have to wait can i get you now can i get you now must i hesitate John, I, I, 
I think I'm going to pronounce the name wrong because I always do, but John Bella, I think I got it right. Tom, did I get it right? You got it right. Ah, there we go. This is in the hole, baby. If I was playing one oh, yeah. right now, I just got the, the beanbag right in the hole. So, yeah, we got ding, John ding, Bella ding. back. Huh? Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Dinner, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for not saying awesome sauce. Nope, I was waiting for you you to do it. Damn it, you you sucked me in. (laughs) Yes, I did. Just when I thought I was free, he sucked me back in. Well, if you'd like, you can always call the complaint line at 818-867-5309. Ask my receptionist, Jenny. Ah, you suck so awesome sauce. <laughs> now, that that would be the greatest quote ever. You suck so much awesome sauce, which you know... Okay, speaking of awesome, oh, should I say, should we announce this <laughs> when we're talking about the you suck awesome sauce? Beats me, yeah, so I'm kind of intimate if you well, ask me, though. I guess. We're talking about the awesome sauce, so uh, why don't you tell us about Honest Amish? Okay, I'll do it. All right. Okay, here you go. Huh? Well, uh, all right. No problem. Honest Amish hand soap and uh, beard oil, all natural. Uh, Has a nice little uh, shimmer and shine and makes you smell good. And uh, nothing like a little bit of some dash of awesome sauce to get the uh, head turning. com and put in the promo code Talking Beards. You'll get 15% off and free shipping. TalkingBeards.com. By the way, Nick, Nick. Oh, uh, yeah. You got it from available so Tom and William can get their free bars of soap. I already got them sitting on the dresser. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, this week sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll print them out. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was it was really cool meeting Eric D. Johnston face to face. It was like, hey, and he's like, hey, me, Frankie. He's like, oh, you are Frankie. <laughs> so. We we took some great photos with Aaron D. Johnston. I'm astonished. Go to the website. I've been using the soap because I bought an extra bar of soap because one of our bars of soap got a little wet on the sink and the the container, the cardboard was not perfect anymore. I've been bathing with it. I love it. I love the soap. <laughs> So go to honestamish.com, punch in promo code TALKINGBEARDS, you'll get 15% off and free shipping. It's worth it. Go to it. 
Nick, what's going on with you? Oh, just working, uh, trying to get a scream in the night to publish tonight. So I had some problems on the uh, on, uh, with my website last night, and it uh, kept me up all night trying to work on it. And uh, I'm still at the same place I was. So I just uh, released uh, Evil Houses Extended Horrors by Eric Shuttleworth and and uh, Scream in the Night 2, the all-women's anthology, which was supposed to come out already. I'm working as we speak, trying to finish putting it together and sending it out so I could keep my promise. So, and then tomorrow I've got to, uh, I've got to do other stuff. So, financial actually, Nick actually said to me, I was like, Nick, I might need your help. He goes, no, I got to get Screaming the Night 2 out or I'm going to have 35 women yelling at me. 13. We need to have them women on our show all at once. Yeah. Yeah, Yep, that's gonna be great. Push the book. Yeah, so we're gonna we're we're gonna try and book that in. Uh, Tom, you're absolutely right. That would be a fantastic. You got a couple of shows, you know, have them concurrent. Have half on one show and half on the other. You know. That is true. That would be neat. Yeah. But yeah, last night I was supposed to release Eric's book, and uh, usually the first thing, well, the first thing I usually go to is Amazon. Because it takes like 24 to 72 hours for it to pop up there, so I put it up there. But then I go to my website. So then I, when I announce it, I like link to my website. Went to my website, and the entire admin part is completely blank. Uh, so you know, so um, yeah, yeah. If you if you see uh, blackbedsheetbooks.com right now, um, it looks normal. But when I go into the admin part, it's just a white, white space with nothing. Um, and I, so I can't, like, do anything with it. So I'm trying to figure it out. My hosting place says that they don't know what's going on and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, been through a lot of this kind of thing before because I've had a website since 2001. So, you know, there's all kinds of things that happen to them. You get attacked, and then you do something yourself that you don't know about, and then the next thing you check on, it's, oh, what did I do? Or in this case, it's like a big question mark. <laughs> the constant battle. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes everything's okay for a couple of months, and then you just go on it, and what the hell happened here? So, anyway. So trying to fix that and trying to put out books at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah and just got like yeah. a, I got like about ten or eleven new authors too. So check out um, our group page at Facebook, Black Bet Cheat Books group page, uh, and you can read all about it and everything um, that. Uh, yeah, I, if if you're interested in Black Bet Cheat Books, first place to go to for information is that place and it's funny because the main page on facebook that we have only whenever i post something on it gets like one or two likes and stuff but the group page is rocking so yeah awesome and you yep awesome awesome page there you go there we go and and also we're getting together halloween 
to have our big shindig oh, here. Yeah. We oh, like about a thousand trick-or-treaters. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yep, doing that, too. Can't wait to up. get William and we can't wait to get William and Tom here. Yeah. Oh, I know. That'd be fun. And, and oh, it's always that's great. Cool, yeah. And free books, not just candy, but free, free books for the kids all the time. And when they're black bedsheet books, or like, I usually get like a box of Halloween fours and give them away and sign them too, so people are really giddy over that. Yeah, one of these awesome years. Awesome sauce. Hopefully next year. Uh, I'm going to kill Aaron. <laughs> no, it's actually Aaron. Aaron's a sweet guy. I love that guy. Um, all right. Any more announcements from anybody? No, I think we're good to go. Let's get John on. Yeah. Oh, John? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it, glad it, to. It, well, welcome great to back, have you guys. back. Yeah, it really is. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good to talk to those fallen. What? What's going on? What's new? How have you been? Oh, yeah. doing good. I've, I've had a great summer. I've seen a lot of uh, live bands, cover bands, <laughs> bigger name bands, and uh, just doing my thing. And uh, still working on getting Cemetery Stories distributed. We have a distributor. Um, they're just trying to work out some details on some foreign distribution. So knock on wood. I'm, I'm praying that we get it out for Halloween. Um, I'm gonna hopefully get an update this week. Uh, in the meantime. Uh, I've been getting letters of intent for Cemetery Stories Mausoleum, uh, which is basically Cemetery Stories 2. Um, got the interest of Eileen Dietz uh, from The Exorcist. She played Pazuzu. She was also in Hell Love Shelter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get that. The letter of intent, basically, it just shows her interest, so nobody's contracted yet. Um and uh, Motor City Nightmares, uh, a couple months ago, I met, um, his name is Drew Fortier, if, or Fortier, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, but he's a good he's guy. In, he was a good guy. Oh, nice yeah. Nice guy. He's, great guy. Yeah, oh, what a great, oh, I mean, him and I got on uh, Facebook. We've been communicating. Um, I got his interest. Uh, he, he's formerly a guitarist from Bang Tango. Uh, I think it was, mm-hmm. he, was, he was a guitarist for seven, eight years. But he made a film um, that he also believe acted in, and he's acted in a number of films, mostly horror, um, uh, called Dwellers, uh, which I have not seen yet, but I'm hoping to get a copy. But he's in a band now called The Lucid that he co-founded. Um, check out The Lucid, L-U-C-I-D. They're uh, really good, like kind of a metal alternative sound. Uh, they got Vinny Dombrowski from Sponge, David Ellison, the bass player of Megadeth. And the drummer, uh, Mike Miller oh, wow. from Raven and Fear Factory is awesome. Awesome lineup. And uh, the not music bad. Is pretty damn good. <laughs> so I got not bad impressed. at all. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. You nailed that right on the head. <laughs> they have to get a chance to check them out on Facebook. They have links to their, you know, where you could buy their uh, new record. Uh, I think they have a limited edition on vinyl. Um then also their merchandise, of course. Um, 
But then I, uh, my friend Mo Kelly, uh, we didn't work directly together, but we were in a movie called Brothers James uh, Retribution, which was the one and only Western I've ever worked on. Uh, I don't think that is out yet at this point, but um, it's been in the film festival circuit and won some awards. But uh, she um, she was a, more or less a child actor and then took a break for a number of years and then made a comeback. She's a professional hypnotist. Um, and she was uh, the checks girl for the uh, checks mix um, commercials that played, I think it was two, three years ago during the World Series Super Bowl. So she got great screen time to a large national audience for that commercial. Right. And oh, cool. so oh, wow. she also um, <clears throat> is good friends with Marilyn uh, Gigliotti, who I um, was a producer on a movie that she was in, so I got to meet Marilyn. Our birthdays are the same day, what a coincidence. But uh, um, Marilyn's basically, uh, they're getting ready to air or premiere Clerks 3. So she's, uh, I believe, in New York at this moment. But uh, Mo and her are very good friends and um yeah, I'm hoping uh, Mo can uh, be a part of my movie as well once I get the funding. <laughs> and then a friend, Tokyo, he, he's a local actor, but a very, very good actor. I think uh, he should be in a much higher um, level than what he is. I, I, he's a phenomenal actor, so I wish him the best and hope uh, he catches that big break at some point. I think, uh, yeah, that's everybody with the letters of intent to this point. <laughs> yeah, you, Bill, you mentioned... That's a good lineup so far. Yeah, sounds like a stellar lineup. Yeah, yeah you I'm mentioned three, and I don't want to throw this out. Scott Chiaffo. I mean, I think I pronounced... I think I pronounced his name right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The chewing gum guy. He's been on our show a couple of times. Very nice guy. Oh, okay. and, yeah, and I'm very proud that they're doing Clerks 3 and they're all back together. So, yeah. Did I miss topic? Yeah, 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 I can't wait to see it. So, Jonathan, any other I mean, I, I know. interest in your project uh, that haven't done a letter of interest uh, of intent yet, or is there anybody in the wings kind of? Is there anybody that's expressed interest in your project other that hasn't signed a letter of intent or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, but until or, they do, I can't. I can't really say who. Can't really say. <laughs> okay, I don't want to no, jeopardize I, that. No, I do have one other uh, person's interest, uh, but I can't say who. Um, He's connected to the Rob Zombie films. I could probably say that at the okay. most. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> it sounds like Nightmare but no official letter of intent. talent, though, because, you know, they're so accessible. Yeah, um, there's a couple other people who I'm, I'm going to reach out to that I have not yet. I reached out to one in a waiting uh, response, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Yes, I mean, definitely got some good good options on on yeah. so far. So, yeah, I I'd, I'd mean, say spread that you know spread the net out as far as it goes and uh, mm-hmm. see who else is going to catch it up. 
Right. Yeah, and yeah, and it, what's it, also kind of cool is that you got these names that are interesting. I mean, that those are big names, and it's showing that you have respect in the field. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I wish I could say more of other people interested, but I, again, I can't until I get a letter of intent. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, basically what I, my goal is for for Cemetery Stories Mausoleum is to get. Uh, at least one name actor in in every segment, and uh, you know depending on the budget, um, depends on you know whether or not I could get to maybe two people per segment if it's possible. But uh, at least one per segment would be awesome. That'd be well, great. Man. We'll pull yeah. them for you. So, oh, thanks. I, I think you're off to a great start. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I think um, getting my budget would be easier once the first movie is officially released. So I'm, I'm just trying to do what I can to get things uh, organized for the next movie. All the screenplays have been written. Um, I have ideas for locations, but I can't reach out because you got to give dates and all that fun stuff. So once I get the funds in the ball, we'll really start rolling. Well, I already got the popcorn sitting in the pantry, so... Yeah. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> let me know when we get the release date. Yeah. There you got, go. got, you, you yeah. know what you got to do is you got to get John. You got to get uh, William eating popcorn on In camera. All right. In the movie, just to <laughs> do a little cut with William eating popcorn. Yeah. There hey, we you go. never know. There's actually scenes that would work in. <laughs> Oh yeah. Let me, let me ask you because I think I'm I'm listening to you, John, and you got a passion. It's not about the money. You got the passion to do this. Do you think that's what separates big corporation movies? And okay, we're gonna give you thirty million dollars. Go shoot this movie. Do you think that separates? $30 million, you got a budget. I mean, I can tell you, know, you I, have a passion. I do have a passion, but my goal is eventually to start making some money, getting no, known as a horror filmmaker. Um, that, that's my goal is to become a credible horror filmmaker. And, um, you know, We'll see how far that goes, but uh, I, I'm very passionate about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I put money into this that I haven't made a dime yet on, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping to make some money on this uh, in the long run, especially for my investors as well. Um, you know, I thank all of them for putting that confidence in me, you know, but especially for my first time making a horror film or any film for that matter. Um, so I, I want to do them good and, and hopefully at least, at the very least, break even, but, but would love to make a profit for everybody that, that uh, invested their time and money into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it that's, seems like uh, that's what the I money love will come once you get the recognition and the notoriety. Yeah, yeah you I'm guys not, are not trying to be famous. <laughs> What'd you say, John? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'm not necessarily trying to be anyone famous, but 
and I got to look at it this way, the, the, the better your work is, the more you're going to get recognized. So, again, we'll see how yeah. far that goes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm still uh, trying to get get uh, get my airplane off the ground, if you will, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But the wheels are in motion, put it that way. You're heading well, down the runway. Yep. Yeah. The tr- trick is just to keep them running, that's all. Right. You gotta keep moving, moving, moving forward. forward. And it was actually nice. Um, last night and a few times over the summer, I've been uh, in front of the camera playing Michael Myers in a Halloween fan film that's going to go to YouTube. And uh, oh, that was a fun shoot last night. Uh, don't want to say too much, but we did a little um, recreation of that shrub scene from the original Halloween, which was fun. Okay, cool. And I got one, one more film shoot in, in a couple of weeks, so can't wait to get that completed. And uh, Michael Peterson, that's his film. He did a it kind of fan film a few years ago, and uh, this is the next one. So um, hopefully uh, when it comes out on YouTube, we'll get some good viewership on it. But, uh, yeah, it's been cool. a big dream for me to play Michael Boyer. So even though it's a, it's a fan film, you know, it's still been an honor for me to play that character. Well, so this is a Michael Myers fan film. I've seen it because I, I read the Halloween 4 thingy. Um, over the years, uh, I've gotten, like, fans that uh, just send me fan films <laughs> all the time. Uh, they uh, they used to like send me uh, fan films on VHS and and stuff uh, to see what I thought of them and it, it's just uh, you know it's 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 odd because if you look through um, all history of movies um, probably Michael Myers is uh, has the biggest largest fandom throughout the world than say Freddy and the other ones uh, it's just uh, what John Carpenter did. He didn't know what he was doing when he was doing it, but it's legendary. And there's so many, so many people that dig it so much to make fan films out of that. Not to mention everything else, all the all the fandom at the Comic Con and everything. It's great. I, I'd be very interested to see yours. Yeah, it's not mine. I'm just an actor in it, but uh, I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to because uh, Michael he does some very good work. Uh, Michael Peterson is his name, and um, he does some work in, in post production for me on Cemetery Stories. So it's nice to work with him on the opposite end of it and, and be in front of the camera. Um, we had a fun shoot last night, um, and the, yeah, I got one more one more day to before I wrap on uh, my part. But uh, look for it uh, next month. Get closer to oh, that would that would yeah. be great. You know, one yeah. thing though that I've always uh, felt about uh, the Michael Myers theme song was um, uh, it, it was great and all by John Carpenter and and Ellen Hayworth, I guess, like helped him. But uh, I always thought that this is probably the best best ever theme song for Michael Myers, and they don't use it. I don't know why, but. Um, Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, hold on a second and listen. <laughs> oh, 
Isn't that there just better? There is a white cat bopping his head better? at this point. <laughs> wow. There is a white cat that shows up and is bopping but, uh, his head at this point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good one. <laughs> Yeah, that that you guys, you guys the I, I I walk through the house and Nick is like, You guys see this? And there is a white cat that bops his head every time. Yep. Great stuff for horror movies. Great suspense. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, yeah I, I actually uh, got blessed with a good composer, Evan Evans, uh Hollywood composer. So my my music score, the theme song, I can't wait for people to hear it, as, as of course, see it <laughs> once we get it out. And, of course, we're all looking forward yeah. to uh, Halloween Ends, which, you know, it's not going to, you know, they're going to, like, reboot right. it in five years, but... But still anxious to see how it happens, how it turns out. Yeah, I'm looking forward I mean, to seeing it, that. It's going to be different. Yeah. <clears throat> so, John, you got any plans for I think Halloween this year? Or are you going to be shooting film? Or... What's that? You got any plans for how, the Halloween, the holiday of Halloween this year? Or are you going to be shooting film? More film or um, I don't know at this point. Um, I had a city council member um recently reached out to me, but we've been kind of playing phone tag uh, over the weekend. Um, but I was asked to um help put together um their Halloween uh, at the park this year. Uh, so I have to get details, but. You know, um, it's going to be a family-friendly event uh, geared towards the little ones. So, um, but I got to see, I got it. I mean, we just really just scratched the surface on it. So I got to see if, you know, if they're looking for, like, face painting, you know, because I know a lot of FX people. uh, If they're looking for vendors, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'll definitely keep people posted once I have a good uh, conversation with uh, the city council member and, uh, whoever else is going to be involved in that project. Groovy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. getting to be busy season for me, put it that way. You going to be acting well, on any project other than uh, Mike, the Michael Myers thing? Well, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You gonna be acting in anything uh, other than Michael Myers thing? Um, not at this point. Um, I've been focused a lot more on um, just concentrating on getting funds and, and getting uh, more letters of intent um, for my next movie. Uh, unless something mm-hmm. uh, pops up, I haven't really been actively looking a whole lot on the acting end. Um, more on the filmmaking end and writing. Well, I mean, you never know what Yeah, I mean, why did you go with it? That, that's all that matters, you know. Go, strike yeah, while the right. iron's hot and just roll with it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure I'll be attending my share of uh, haunted attractions. Yeah. Speaking of haunted attractions, have you have you shot at any of them? I mean, your films in the past or parts of them, uh, you know, say like Erebus or um, in the Metro Detroit area, any of the other haunted attractions? No, I have not. Um, and nothing planned at that point, but um, not to say that it can't happen down the road. Um, there was a movie called Hellfest that was really good. Uh, that kind of takes place in one of those, um, I guess you call it a screen park type of thing where there's multiple things going on there. That was a good movie. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind exploring that down the road for sure. Yeah, because it might be most beneficial for you and them. I know, right? Um, yeah. That's I, I'm really hoping that we get our you know cemetery stories distributed before Halloween, and if if it you know if there's no way of knowing whether or not at this point it's going to include uh, any DVD or Blu-ray, but if it does, I would like to talk to some of the owners of the haunted tracks and see if I get a table to sell some hard copies. <laughs> Yeah, at least have you know sell some copies of your book, your books, your uh, DVDs there or anything too. You know. Oh yeah. Have you ever considered that time checking out these haunted attractions and uh, see see what they Um, you know get a table and selling books? I was gonna do when I was at Motor City Legacy back in March. I was gonna do their halfway to Halloween. thing and sell books there and maybe give them a percentage just for letting me set up for free and just I've, this year has been kind of well I've had uh, ongoing health issues through the year oh, so I've yeah. kind of had to back out of a couple of conventions and stuff and you know just until we could get it diagnosed and now we got to deal with that diagnosis and everything so it's right. kind of yeah I've kind of been it's been kind of limbo this year so for that reason, so you know, maybe next, possibly well, next year, be able to. Her. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. So it's been, you know, probably next year would be, you know, I'd like to do that, you know, but I should ask. That'd be oh, kind of yeah. cool to, you know, like Erebus or some of these other, you know, at least like maybe a Friday or Saturday night in October, you know. Oh yeah, you which would be know. cool. I, mean, you know, I think you'd get a good response to that. Oh yeah, you know. William, do you, have you ever done that? Oh yeah, a couple times. Um, yeah, we got a uh, local one down here. <coughs> it's called sorry, it's called uh, Fright Night, and it's uh, it's basically uh, put together through our uh, local uh, community uh, college and such, and uh, it's got a pretty decent turnout and. Fortunately, um, there's one section uh, of the fair that uh, you know where you can actually get a few uh, vendors and things like that. So um, I did it a couple of years ago and ha- had a pretty good reaction to it. Oh, nice! That'd be worth considering. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, my, my, personal, my personal my personal favorite is just the fact that uh, you know the one that I uh, when I was heading with. They had uh, almost, uh, let's see, 50 or 60 different movies all playing on the uh, big screen. So 
understandably, oh, wow. in between customers and things like that, I was able to sit back and uh, watch uh, all the variations of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, from the original to the remake. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no complaints there. Yeah, I think I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I know, I was just thinking out loud, John, that maybe, you know, Maybe that'd be a good area, you know, to look for extras or something for your film or something. Maybe have a contest, you know, just just an idea. Just bought a lot of Maybe it won't work, but you know, you know, at least with some of the people. Oh that yeah, I, I mean, just from conventions and hunter attractions, I, I've met a number of people that that would be interested in being extras. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? If, uh, if you're ever in good. town here near Sacramento and you're doing anything like that, I've always, well, I, I focus most of my time on, on publishing and producing books and things, and I'm a homebody. But uh, what, and I've done this a couple of times, but if there's like any kind of like um, acting thing going on around town, I, I want to try to discipline myself enough to be attuned to it so I could try out for something just to, like, you know, just because it's fun. And uh, um, and so if you're in town, uh, you know, have any casting calls, that would be groovy to let me know. Well, we got a caller. Oh, yeah. We got cool. a caller. Oh, okay. A ring around the corner. Area code Uh oh. Oh boy. Hello, one one one. Can you hear me? Howard, is it? Huh? Hello. 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 Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've got a question for John Bella. I'm right here. How are you doing? He's right here. Oh, I was just hearing about how you and your family harassed and tried to assault the photographer at Motor City Nightmares. Who is this, Mike Bugard? No, you you actually stuck a a camera in my face, your phone camera the year before, and and assaulted me. Um, Yeah, you're, you're no good, man. I would just oh wow! He, he hung up. He hung up. Oh, we heard about that too. I think. Yeah. Sounds a little yeah, familiar. Yeah, he on YouTube, and yeah, he became oh. unglued um, over nothing. I was literally setting up at, at the convention, and he came right in my face with his phone and started harassing the hell out of me, calling me every name in the book, swearing at me, and I didn't. Who was that? It. Um, his name's Mike Bugard. Oh, well, you know the good thing. The good thing about this is he's actually paying attention to our show. <laughs> I mean, who does that? <laughs> the first time that actually somebody called uh, in well, that contest. Well, I will tell you, we are number three in popularity right now. So. Oh yeah, you we know, have like three hundred thousand. There's hundred and fifty six pages of Block Talk Radio shows that are live oh. right now. We're number three, so we're wow. we're doing pretty yeah. well. We even yeah, get uh, Frank by uh, Howard Stern. So hey, even though I, I'm right. not a fan of Howard Stern, but that kind of tells you. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know we get, where we're at. 
we're not, we're not way. rich or anything like that, yeah. but we do get around. So yeah, yeah so that please. guy when he called, he just kind of like and hanging up. He didn't. He just had something to say, and then you say the rest, and and uh, um, and you get the last word. In other words, I mean. The, it reminds me of the Gary Busey thing, too. Nothing used to ever happen in horror conventions. No drama. Just like a well, I mean, everything happens, but on a good way. But, I mean, man, you know, you, so you, had, a, uh, you had a little country. Yeah, I made one comment to him about him posting that video. And all the comments on that video, by the way, were against him for kind of attacking me. Wow. 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 And, uh, yeah, he, he was, um, he started, uh, and I just said my piece, and um, he started engaging it. And, yeah, it, it, n- nothing serious happened or anything like that, but it was just a, a verbal confrontation. <laughs> wow. Well. So that's uh, you, yeah. You, you know I, I've saying, seen that you know a couple of times at, at the many conventions that I've had just a little squabble. This guy actually went out of his way to uh, to pay attention to. He must be following you or something, um, or like keeping What's tabs on what you're doing. <laughs> he must be. Yeah. Because that's you odd for what, him to just you know like appear on a I, on a show like this I and say stalker. something and then hang up. I had a stalker one time when I first started the show. He was actually my first co-host, and I decided he's not going to be right for the show. He needs to go. And I know who you're talking about. And all he did was insult me. Just <laughs> ignore it. He ended up in prison for a bunch of years after. And the more 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 they hate you, the more popular you get. Just, you know, let it right off. You know, dust your shoulders off and say I'm better than that. And then, you know, the old adage is bad press is good press. <laughs> but yeah. this one, like, oh, yeah. really, like, small and tiny. If I called in and wanted to insult you. <laughs> yeah, for just, like, two seconds and then leaves. But, oh, well. I, mean, I, I honestly don't plan on going to that convention yeah, anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, there's no need to continue this. Well, up. Uh, you know, he's going to make we, a mess we... of himself, and that guy's in prison now. I'm glad I got him up myself. Yeah. He's in prison yeah. now. Well, well, well I, I, I was talking I, about, so in an interest, in the interest of uh, disclosure, I know Michael Bugard, too, so, you know. Boner so. City Nightmares, that's, uh, yep. you, you do... Uh, a lot of your your shows there. Whenever it happens, I mean, it's like Nick uh, got to order like uh, thirteen thousand books for <laughs> Motor City Night- <laughs> right. Nightmares is coming, and got to fill my table. I sell a ton of stuff there, and <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was crazy that you know I'm still setting up. I paid for two tables last year, and to get attacked like that by one of their employees was wrong, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it ceased after that, but then yeah. a week later he puts a video he took of me on YouTube and edited it. 
uh, it, it showed a, a really, really nasty side of that guy. And, uh, uh, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of what they're doing to Tony Moran uh, from the original really? Michael Myers Halloween. Yeah, because they uh, – yeah. and um, whenever I see him, he's just, like, really cool, really jolly and – you know, and 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 stuff. Maybe, maybe you know, people do make mistakes. Maybe he got a bad reputation from a couple of times, but overall, it's like I've seen YouTube um, uh, episodes where they talk about him like he's an asshole. All wow. asshole, and it's not, that's not true. Really? That's not true. Maybe you've seen one side no. of him, and he was in a bad mood. Some people, like when they go the convention route and, and they tour and, and everything, and they get exhausted and, and irritable. But I mean, still, every time I've seen him, he's people, a nice he's guy. Tired. Yeah, no I, him and I hung out. There's no Starbucks coffee, coffee right around the corner. Huh? Okay. Well. And John, I know you're from Motor City Nightmare, so I, I, you're always hospitable and good to the, you know, everybody that shows up to your table and everything, and you know, you make your rounds and you're friendly and everything. So it seems yeah, kind of I, tragic I to happen, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, holy, and, uh, I, I don't even go I mean, there uh, anymore. You're, you're with this the second time that we've had you on. You've been nothing but kind. Yeah. Yes, in fact, you've been kind to me uh, in rebooking the show. You're like, I can't wait to be back on September 11th. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Love to have you on. You are a very nice guy. Yeah, and from talking to you, you don't have a chip on your shoulder, nothing. You're all uh, on the up and up, and you're just a guy trying to make a living in the industry like we all are. Yeah. Because to and be honest, if negative. you were an asshole, we would not be having you back on the show. <laughs> yeah. We'd probably uh, be talking you, about you, No matter what you do, you're not going to please everybody. What's that? Uh, you know, I would say, well, if anything, we'll, we'll probably not have you on the show, but we will talk about it behind your back on the air, though. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah. do not do not book this guy. We're not gonna say his name, but it starts with a J. And his last name starts with a V. Don't book uh, this guy. He's a good guest. Hopefully we can have him on again down the road. We fight yeah. So what were you gonna say, John, before no, we all interrupted you? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, you have positive people and negative people, and it's unfortunate when negative people try to put their negativity on, on other people's positivity, and uh, it's unfortunate oh, yeah. that it happens. And uh, yes. I try not right. to engage that kind of, but uh, I, I don't want to go on about it, but I, I just felt compelled that I couldn't just ignore that and not say a word about it to him. When I, you know, oh, you should be allowed to defend yourself, right. man. Yeah, yeah, I was you know, going to say, let's move on from this guy. Yeah. What are... Yeah, I agree. What... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. oh. I even forgot what he said. Oh, yeah, let's move I on. I actually yeah. forgot it, too. Wasn't important, then. 
Right. Yeah. There you go. So, so what do we got John, down the road for you, I, mean, John, I know you've got so many projects going on. You're, you are moving forward. You're that train that says, I think I can, I think I can. I mean, what motivates you to do that? Uh, just just striving to, um, I, I mean, I love horror movies, so I, I just want to continue being involved, whether I'm writing uh, ideally, I, I'd like to make movies. Um, I just want to keep get that process moving more quickly, <laughs> if you will. And how I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be hard because you got to think money, money, money. I mean, and right now, nobody's throwing out money. You know, it's been a rough year for a lot True. of people. So, you know, um, hopefully I can create enough interest for people to do that and help me out on making my next movie. Um, and, again, hopefully I can, you know, make a profit for them in the long run. It's a process, though, for sure. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, you know, uh, Warner Brothers and everybody that are saying – do this movie for $3 million, do it. And independent filmmakers, you guys are working your asses off to get it done right. Yeah, what I like about it, indie too. films is that there's more, uh, you know, more originality. There's so many remakes and reboots and this and that. Um, my next Cemetery yeah. Stories is an entirely different storyline with entirely different stories, so... Um, it, it's oh, wow. similar. I mean, it, it's just a whole different uh, set of stories under different circumstances. So uh, I'm hoping to do one more after that, and then try to make just one feature-length film with one story. If you're ever hmm. interested, once you get to make a film like that, in having a novelization tie-in produced, um, look look us up at. Black Bedsheet Books, and we'll be happy to help you out with that end of it. Okay. I appreciate if you, that. If you like. So, yeah, that's, well, that's what we do is books. So, oh, especially okay. horror books. <laughs> well, it, it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that, because there is a little tie-in <laughs> to books that wouldn't happen until the third cemetery stories, um, which I want to title Crematorium. <laughs> Ah, with a whole new set of stories, but there is a there is a book aspect in one of those segments. I haven't written it yet, but uh, cool. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you know, I I think a lot of us still have like that invertible notebook of uh, unfinished plots and uh, character ideas. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I usually just catalog my ideas and put them on there what the story's about and a title or a potential title. And I figure when oh, I get yeah. to them, I'll get to them. Yeah, oh. You know, I, I don't know exactly how far I'm going to go in the film industry, um, but at some point I may shift gears and try to write horror novels and see how that goes as well. Oh, well, That'd that cool. definitely lifts me up then. 
because that's my forte. There you go. Uh, Since Mm -hmm. the 1980s, for Pete's sake, I I don't know how, I mean, just time just catches up on you. Uh, Right. Wow, 1989, was the Internet even discovered yet? CompuServe was, but not the Internet that we know and love today. No. What was that? Yeah. Hey. Hey, yeah, yeah. Internet. I got to make a phone call. Hey, yeah. That was my Internet voice. Come on, give me some credit. <laughs> I thought it was that guy again. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was calling the phone from work, and he's like, get off the internet. I'm trying to call you guys. And I'm like, that oh, crap, you knocked me off the internet. Yeah, I remember he's like, those days. I know. He's like, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, you what is always have one portal, and you're trying to download a song, and it's like, and then your dad knocks you off because he's trying yeah. to call him. Okay, I'll shut up. Yeah, I'm all. <laughs> so, John, what's the business end? I got kind of a twofold question. The business end of mm-hmm. filmmaking, how, I mean, is it cutthroat? How tough is it? I mean, can you give us an idea? And also, is horror easier to sell than, say, I don't know, romance or some other genre? What do you think? Uh, I, I think uh, I think horror is the, the the best. There's tons of comedy fans, horror fans, drama, and all that fun stuff. Love stories, and but I think to me, horror is the best. Um, more, if you look at the the movies over the years of profitability, um, some of the highest grossing movies in the last several years have been horror. Hmm. So yeah, yeah no, that's true. Point. I think that, yeah, I think he has a good, uh, especially if you do get a hit. I mean, how many you know par- Paranormal Activity was made for uh, not a ton of money, and uh, they've made like six or seven, I think now. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, so it's on there. Yeah, it can happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the perfect movie about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's easy, kind of an easier sell if you're trying to push. The, hey, I can. I'm gonna make this movie. You think executives look more at that? Be easier. Or? You know, I will say this: it's hard as far as like if you're not a horror fan, you're you're not going to be interested in you know being a part of it. Um, Especially, you know, when it comes to, say, for example, like sponsorship or product placement, that's where it could get a little difficult with horror. Um, It could get tricky, you know, because a lot of companies want to be positively um, displayed, and you do that even in horror, but if the content is a little too brutal or what have you, it could make it difficult for um, a potential sponsor to want to be a part of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, no, you know, I maybe, maybe we can always do is uh, improvise a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, look, you know, go go for like a more viable alternative. Um, 
you know, if you find people that are uncertain about, uh, you know, about the project, look for somebody that comes from a background on, like, uh, either uh, theater or uh, drama. And, uh, True, yeah. You know, keep, keep, keep it running, but just uh, change the formula a little bit. See what happens. Yeah. So do you yeah, find the one thing I don't want to do is is let outside influences like like a prospective investor or sponsor change my originality of what what my vision is. Um, you really don't want want to start a precedent like that, just in my opinion, because then you're setting yourself up for for people to change what you want as the creator. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you don't want to manipulate your art, your piece of art that you've created. That's that's fair. That mm-hmm. I believe that you know, you're the artist. You. Not, you know, that they're taking a chance and they're they're, they're they're investing in what your vision is. So I mean, how how tough would you say it is on the business end? I mean, I mean, you have to wear a suit and you know, hey, this is you know, is it like business business or is it kind of a different kind of a sale or I think uh, it's more uh, depending on on whether you know the person or not helps I mean on how casual you you know you can present yourself Um, yeah if if I'm going to a business where I don't know the person um, yeah I'm going to try to not not I don't think I would go to the suit aspect but just uh, presentable. <laughs> yeah. A little, you know, maybe button up shirt, no, I mean, slacks, whatnot. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think any of us would probably try to, uh, I don't think we'd probably try to meet, uh, meet the investors, uh, you know, with a Hawaiian shirt, short flip flops, and a blender <clears> for the margaritas. Yeah. Right. I will say on film sets, um, you know, directors generally dress casually. Um, no, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a director show up in a suit or nothing like that. Everyone, they, you want to be comfortable for what you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was just mean the business aspect. Is it kind of a pain, or is it just a necessary thing that you got to do, or? How you, I mean, yeah, it, it can be quite cutthroat. Um, you know, you just, you just hope you get the right people, and, and that, that's you have to battle right there, just building the right yeah. team. I'm probably hoping that they listen oh, yeah. to you, what your vision is too, right? Hmm. And hoping, hoping Sorry, they give yeah. you time to listen to your vision, of what you were trying right, to. Right. Exactly. You know, trying to tell them what you'd like to get and what you're what you're doing actually. So, All right? Yeah, um, that's where you know yeah. you get into non-disclosure agreements, and then okay. uh, once they agree and sign and whatnot, then you can show them the script and what have you to see if that's something that would interest uh, them business-wise. Do you ever enter any contests or anything like that to try to raise funds or anything? Or no, if I mean, I'm trying to create a bigger budget than my first one, okay. so I'm not doing any Indiegogo. Uh, it, it's really difficult, um, or GoFundMe. It's really difficult to raise necessary funds. It does help maybe for 
um, a starter, but it, it generally, you know, doesn't get you to where you need to be financially. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I'm just asking because I don't know. I kind of hope the question ain't too stupid, but I just, you know, I'm trying to just, you know, from an outsider not who doesn't know anything about it, you know, other than writing. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, like, you know, you know I know a lot of filmmakers that I mean, do it on, on a very, you know, no pay, none of that. I'm, I put a lot of people on deferred payment. I paid, you know, certain cast and crew, but uh, I, I do intend once the movie's released and we start making money that I pay my cast and crew um, before we break profit margin, and, you know. And so that that's my goal. But, uh, again, you got to have funds if you're going to try to get some name actors and uh, fly them in and put them up in a hotel and, yeah. Uh, transportation, meals, and et cetera. Um, yeah. So that, that's uh, where where the money's going to go, and you know, actually have some money perhaps for advertising and marketing. You know. I've I've had oh, a huh? uh, you know, I, I, I had a buddy of mine once uh, when when he was putting together his you know his spreadsheet to actually trying to formulate a, uh, you know, a, a total cost for his uh, production. And uh, he laid it all out. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he forgot one of the most key factors, which was going to be the food and the transportation. <laughs> so he's like, oh, oh this, wow. this, is, this, this is a lot less than I originally thought it would be. We're like, yeah, you're missing a couple parts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot that gets involved because then, you know, in this, you got to make sure. Um, when I did Cemetery Cruise, I think I did a pretty good job. I had a stunt coordinator. Um, you know, we had um, always made sure we had water, um, coffee in, in certain instances, but we always had water, um, pop or soda, whatever you guys call it. <laughs> I call it pop, but... Uh, you know, we had, um, I made sure that I let people know, you know, is there any food allergies? Let me know. Um, some people brought their own food. If uh, the food that we had prepped for the day wasn't something that's part of their diet. So but I try to be as mindful as possible to get, um, to make sure things, you know, I kept people's personal, you know, the health and whatnot in mind as best I could. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Sounds like you got to wear a lot of different hats. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, well, that's the one thing, you know, when people when, buy, you know, be patient. When, you know, when you're <laughs> on a film set, it, you got to have. Uh, you know, it's, uh, unlike, say, the Hollywood productions, you're kind of, like, you don't have a um, someone in charge of your production assistants and other people. You kind of do it all and try to, you know, delegate the best you can. But, yeah, it's you wear many different hats in indie films. Uh, that sounds, that sounds in itself challenging, to say the least. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an undertaking. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, though, uh, 
you know, just like anybody else, when it's something that you're passionate about, then it's not really a job. Yeah. Or yeah, what you want to do. Pretty much even no matter what they tell you to do. Because if you wear many hats and stuff, I mean, I've known like a lot of people that have a specific role. And at the end of the movie, you see their role in the credits. But during the process of the production, the director or somebody else, assistant or whatever, will tell you to do something that's not your role. Hey, why don't you help these people out? Go over there. Do this instead. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, I've, I've had a number of people yeah. on my first movie wearing many hats. <laughs> but they were credited would, appropriately as well. What would you say the toughest aspect of what you do, John? What's the toughest thing of you're making films? What's the toughest part of doing that? Uh, getting the money first and foremost, but after that, okay. um, it's just endless hours, um, hours and hours and hours of um, especially when you're doing a lot of it yourself as far as, you know, putting out casting calls, doing video auditions, in-person auditions, and then trying to make the decision to cast people. And uh, there's, there's just so many little details of, 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 you know, trying to get the right film crew and, and post-production team. And, uh, you know, when you cast someone hoping that they're, they're not going to be a no-call, no-show, I mean, there's just a lot of different aspects. And then, you know, sometimes you're at the mercy of sound, especially in outdoor shoots, even indoors. Uh, there's a lot of challenges. The weather could be a big factor at times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just just uh, curiosity, I don't kind of... You find you find you get actresses or actors from other smaller independent ones that move around with their work, or you know, how does that work, so to speak? Well, um, for the most part, especially when you're on on a, a lower budget, um, unless you're getting a name actor, it's hard for, to say to fly in someone for like a one-line role, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of go, and most of this is going to be shot in Michigan. There's one that's going to be filmed out of state on the next one. But um, for the most part, I, I you know, unless it's a, a significant role for a name actor, um, they're going to be uh, local actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely not bad there. I mean, is there like a lot of local first movie too? A lot of local extras and and whatever. It's probably the best for a studio to get as much local talent as they can if they're like on location somewhere. It's uh, pretty much a lot of movies. Most movies do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that's I'm uh, that's why my I. First movie, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh no 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 oh well no I was and uh, I was gonna elaborate for a second about uh, I back in the eighties I was an extra for like Masters of the Universe I was one of Skeletor's troopers I was in Fifty Eight Pickup 
Night of the Creeps, um, different, you know, and from an extra, extra point of view, um, it's, uh, um, it, it was kind of crazy. Uh, most of the time, you'd wait around, but then you'd hear directors arguing with production crews, um, and, uh, and you know, it's just, but I, I was going to elaborate, but uh, I kind of forgot the point. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, but yeah, yeah I, I've got a little experience, but not you know. I've never like you know. I'm not like you. You're you're great. You're you're oh, great. You're great too. In my own way, but you have a lot more experience in in that part of the industry than I do. I was just a lowly extra and. And trying to get screenplays produced, and my forte is, you know, what it is. But, but your, um, what what you do is is acting, and you want to actually make film. It's the film thing, and uh, I I want to get into it, but I just haven't been able to. My first first and foremost passion is 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 our books and things. So, uh, but you know, one of these days. But right. it's fascinating hearing about a lot of your stories and and a lot of the. A lot of the actors and people involved in film uh, that are on Francine Friends too, but you in particular—that's, I think, why we have you on for a second time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, because I, of, because I of all of your—it's—it's a uh, 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 what uh, what did Indiana Jones say in Raiders of the Lost? It's um it, it's not, what it's it's. Uh, uh, it's, it's not, not the memory, it's the mileage. It's the mileage. It's the mileage. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, wait, well, I, I almost like say yeah. my first movie, I, I was uh, fortunate that Tim Quill, who's my name actor in, in my first movie, um, lived in Michigan. That may have made it much easier on transportation and so forth. Um but yeah, that, that, that was definitely a blessing. But again, to get to know people like Tim and become great friends, uh, it's all about communication and, and you know, just being try to be as decent person as you can. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, Tim, Tim being a decent friends person quick. goes a lot farther than having somebody with a chip on their shoulders in any industry. Yeah. Right. And and not to say my life is all happy go lucky because you know I have my my share of uh, rough days myself, but uh, no need to take that out on anybody else, kind of thing. Oh yeah. You know what's kind of cool though is, is this is kind of this is this is cute. Uh, if you look at my Facebook page, I'm thumb wrestling with. Book Rogers. With with what? Oh, Gil Gerard, Book Rogers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gil Gerard, oh, him okay. and I were. Oh my goodness! You know what? I got, I got to tell you guys, when we went to, I forgot the name of the convention, but it was a local one. We made was, a big splash. Was, uh, I had a huge months. table, and we met a lot yeah, of people. But Francie got a, a terrible infatuation with Gil Gerard. She was like no his kidding. buddy the entire time. It was like they Gil were together Gerard and we weren't. All weekend. 
And if you can thumb wrestle with Gil Gerard, Buck Rogers. That'd be awesome. (laughs) That'd be different. (laughs) 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 Now, I'm sure everybody, everybody on this show can agree with me that um, uh, when we were kids, we watched things on TV that we were really fond of. And all these years later, we actually hobnob with some of these people that we originally watched on TV. They were so distant. And now they're so real because we know them. Or we see them whenever we appear at conventions or or, or do whatever it is that we do in the industry. And it's like uh, I, I think all of us can say we all have our idols and we all have, like, uh, uh, these actors, actresses, producers, directors, and, and whatnot, writers, um, that uh, uh, that we actually hobnob. And I think that it's, like, really, really cool that uh, people like that are accessible um, and and nice. And, um, and, and okay, and stuff I will well. say, Gil Gerard beat me in a thumb work. But I put up a challenge. You can see he was stressing over it, too. No, it is. Okay, okay. Uh, John, your biggest yes. hero that you would want to meet in all of history, who would you want to meet? Um, probably Alice Cooper. That would be me. Too. I was going to say, that don't be actually going to be at a Comic Con next month. The hometown boy. Yep. What I love, uh, I was just going to say the music aspect, the horror aspect. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you some, uh, some quick word of. I'll give you some quick word of advice uh, when the day comes when you meet him because. Uh, he actually used to live down here in my hometown, and uh, whatever you do, don't imp- don't do the impersonation in the scene of uh, Wayne's World. He gets annoyed when people walk up to him and go, "We're not worthy. Oh, We're yeah, not I worthy." Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know what I really yeah, hear is yeah, I uh, get on his good side, uh, talk a little about church. Because uh, what fascinates me, too, about Alice Cooper is, and I tell this, it's kind of like me. So when I try to explain myself, because I'm a Christian, a lifelong Christian. I used to preach in churches um, coming out of high school. I I, I am a little bit different than that because I publish horror books, and I did the novelization of Halloween 4, which I was, in the church days, that was kind of like my um, crossing point. Uh, getting published in horror because I used to be a closet horror writer in like high school, and but I would go to church and and preach and sing, and I wanted to be a contemporary Christian singer, and 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 all that. But I was a closet horror writer, and then when I became a horror writer, my first book was about a a, a, a church and and it, like a Salem's Lot, only the the um, the, the heroes 
was a pastor and you know and so forth and and then i uh i i broke out of that and with the halloween four and with the with uh, the other 80s books and then my you know the whole nine yards when i explain myself to people i always say just look at it like this uh, alice cooper uh, uh, beheads himself after every concert he's all about horror and uh, but he teaches sunday school classes <laughs> In Arizona, at his church, and and so you know, it's like uh, you can be that way. People appreciate him for that, and they don't even judge him for that. He's friends with some of the uh, some of the more hardcore horror people, like um, um, uh, like uh, I used to hang out with Christian Death in Southern California. He hangs out with uh, people like Marilyn Manson. Oh, you know what's funny is when I was in church and uh, don't want to say the religion, Tom William Nick, you all know what it is. Everybody claimed that he was that religion too. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he never said for like 23 years. <laughs> Yeah, stories knock on wood the funny uh i can hopefully um i was hoping to shoot this fall but just the funds aren't there right now so hopefully in spring for the next uh cemetery stories mausoleum and uh just want to like i said i got one more i think cemetery stories i want to do after that one and uh, then just take a shot at uh making one feature length film with one storyline um but uh, yeah, I, the other thing too is um, in the whole process is is I, I getting some musical artists to be you know have their music in the movie as well. And I've got a few people's interest in that as well, but nothing signed, so yeah, I can't mention nice. names in it again. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. It's just not wise to do that until you know you have some type of uh, even is a letter of intent at least. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to dump the gun there, that's for sure. Nope. What's that? Got any long-range projects? Or in the, just in there planning um, stages coming up? That's just, just more or less uh, the cemetery stories, um, mausoleum, and then uh, once I, that one, I, you know, once I do that one, then I can focus on writing the next one, and I uh, just keep keep on keeping on. <laughs> Okay. That's cool. Yeah, still sounds pretty really? good. Huh? I'm not gonna That's say it. it. I'm sorry. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm surprised you haven't played the anchor on yet. At least eight soon. What? Hopefully, I'll have some news on a release date soon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we will be here for you when you want to make more big announcements. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do any more convention stuff until I I get my first movie released and then take it from there and uh, try to promote it. All right. Well, yeah. Definitely. So for anything else, uh, we'll we'll be sure to help spread the word once once you say when and give us the green light. Yeah. Yeah. More power to you. In yeah, fact, I'm happy to share. If, yeah. if if you're not the guest, feel free to call in and make yeah. announcements and stuff here. Yeah. You're completely free yeah, to do so. Yeah, you're always welcome. welcome to call in. Yeah. Let us know. Okay. We'd like to share the news too. Well, likewise, I'd exactly. be happy to share all of your work as well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. If you're on Facebook, um, like our uh, Black Bedsheet Books group, and uh, and uh, you could catch up on all the groovy things that we're doing here, which is basically a part of the same industry. I mean, well, it's part of the horror genre, so, you know, movies, books, media, all kinds of stuff. We're all family. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a like and join if, if there's a group to join. If I haven't already, I got to check because I get get a lot of invites and whatnot. It's hard to keep up with sometimes, but uh, oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and, uh, actually, I yeah, my own cemetery uh, yeah, yeah, page. Out, I uh, to keep. That would be yeah. cool. To see what we're yeah, doing, sure. and I I think I'm about <laughs> to. Eh, I don't like to announce things like that. It's not a technical announcement, but. I've been Come accepting on, a lot of uh, authors lately, be, and, and I've got that actually has like four movies to his credit, and he has a new movie coming out. Can't say what it is, but uh, we're okay. negotiating about us doing the, the paperback rights to it, and uh, I think it's coming out around December. It's, um, it's a really cool like Western horror movie, I, I could Ooh. say. Oh, oh nice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mo. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly sounds interesting with itself. Woo! All righty then. Yeah. So. Uh, oh. Um. By the way, I've got this uh, 
gonna oh where's the thing oh i'm so terrible at this um oh here we go almost
That was a fun show. Trouble. I am in trouble because I'm in trouble. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.